What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great uh, day. So um, wanted to hop on here really quickly and talk about a conversation that I was having with the client uh, because she was asking me or okay let's let's backtrack a little bit so this client um she she just started a fat loss phase and um obviously like with the fat loss phase with how she's progressed in the program we've been tracking her food she's been hitting a specific calorie calorie range and a protein range hitting these targets that way uh we make sure she's eating enough fueling properly going through a priming phase and if you aren't sure what a priming phase is, uh, I d- did a podcast on this. I think it was the most recent one or maybe two podcasts ago. So definitely go check that out on what a priming phase is and what that even means. But we've done that and now we're going into a fat loss phase. And um, she asked uh, this question um, and I wrote this down because it was a topic I wanted to talk about on here, which was, um, uh, will she or will I need to track my food forever? Um, and this is probably a question that you have thought about if somebody's ever proposed to you, Hey, you should track your calories. You should track your food. You should track your macros. That's the best way to get results. Um, or if you've worked with the coach and, um, they have had you track, uh, your macros, or if you've experimented with it on your own, but you've probably thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, uh, to lose weight or lose body fat or get the body I want, does this mean that I'm going to have to do this forever? And the short answer is no. Um, and the long answer is it depends, maybe in some capacity, depending on how extreme your goals are or how serious your goals are, etc. So let's dive into um, you know what things to think about when it comes to if you're going to have to track your food forever. So number one is... What is your uh, overall long-term goal look like? Um, Do you want to just generally lose weight, lose body fat, get to a healthy body fat percentage and just kind of maintain roughly that body fat percentage and, you know, work out, feel good in the gym, have high energy, you know, take care of your health and just live an active, healthy lifestyle, right? Is that part of, is that like your overall goals? Just kind of check off those boxes or do you have a long-term goal of like continuously changing your body composition, even once you've reached a healthy body weight, a healthy body fat percentage, and you feel, you know, confident in, you know, your muscle tone, how your body's shaped, you feel confident in all those things. Once you get to that point, are you going to want to take it a step further and think, okay, I'm confident with where I'm at. I'm happy with where I'm at, but you know, like I'm really into this working out thing. I'm really into this sculpting my body thing. And I want to continuously like push and force to put muscle on in certain areas. I really want to grow my glutes. I really want to grow grow, uh, my quads. I really want to see my arms get bigger or uh, my hamstrings get bigger. I really want to see a specific shape with my body, not necessarily just look fit, but I want to take it to the next level. Or maybe you just like really love the idea of constantly progressing in your workouts in the gym and doing whatever needs to be done to continue to progress. Because you will get to a point where um, you have to decide, okay, do I want to just kind of maintain this healthy body composition that I've achieved after going through however many fat loss phases and maintenance phases, or do I want to potentially go into a purposeful calorie surplus? So eating more calories than what we burn to make muscle building 
easier or to make building muscle more likely to happen or to put your your body in an, in a in a space where um, you're kind of forcing muscle growth necessarily because once you get so experienced in the gym and once you've been working out consistently for um, a long period of time um, and you've been you know checking off all the boxes eating a healthy diet eating enough protein all this stuff for a long period of time eating at calorie maintenance and just kind of maintaining where you're at um, it's not as optimal for building muscle or purposely transforming your physique. So if your goal is to just maintain that healthy body composition that you've achieved, you can 100% transition away from tracking your food all the time Um, or like tracking your food at all because your overall goal is to just maintain. So what you can do is you can, um, you know, get really in tune with your hunger signals and learn how to really eat to kind of fullness and not overeat or not undereat. You can really also like get into a really nice pattern as far as um, eating to where you're eating, you know, these maybe four to five staple meals throughout the week or throughout the day. And you just kind of repeat that pattern over and over to where, um, you know, putting meals together and putting, putting, um, you know, portion sizes together comes very natural. So you don't have to actually track it and you still end up eating around calorie maintenance. Everybody will probably most people, if not everybody can get to that point. If their goal is to just reach a healthy body composition, reach a body composition they're confident in, and they don't want to take it to that next level when it comes to like really purposely doing what's optimal or doing almost everything that you can to build muscle and continue to transform your physique from there. Um, uh, so if you're, you know, that person in the first example that I gave, where you just kind of want to maintain that healthy body composition, you can absolutely get away from tracking. You can absolutely get away from tracking really all together. Um, but if you want to purposely go into a calorie surplus, to build muscle for an extended period of time, you probably will have to do some kind of food tracking because if you're listening to your hunger signals, your hunger signals will probably cause you to eat at calorie maintenance. And that's not necessarily ideal for purposely putting on muscle. We want a surplus, but like in order to be in a surplus, you have to be tracking something or have some general idea of what a surplus feels like at least to make sure you're eating enough or you're not going to be in a surplus and you're going to be at maintenance and you're not going to build as much muscle as you probably could if you were in a surplus. Um, and then from there, you know, if you're in a surplus for a calorie surplus, purposely trying to uh, put on muscle, put on muscle tissue, if you're doing that for, let's say, uh, three months straight, maybe even four months straight, because during the muscle building process in a calorie surplus, the dream scenario is to just gain muscle and not gain any body fat. But a lot of times that doesn't always happen. Most of the time there is some body fat gain. So after this kind of purposeful surplus, a lot of times you will have to do some kind of fat loss phase. It might not have to be a super long one. Could just be, you know, a month long, maybe even two months long. But you probably will have to do some kind of um, what a quote, quote unquote cutting phase or fat loss phase after a long surplus or muscle building phase to trim a little bit of that fat off. Not always, but most of the time. And when it comes to going through these building phases and um, fat loss phases, it is very difficult to do that by just kind of uh, paying attention to your hunger cues. It's possible, but it's difficult. 
and tracking your food to making sure you're 100% in a surplus, but not in too big of a surplus and tracking your food to make sure you're in a calorie deficit, but not too big of a calorie deficit um, is probably going to be the best route to go. Um, But even in that realm, it doesn't mean you have to, once you get super experienced, necessarily track every single day. Once you get experienced and you get you know, a baseline level of habits down, you, you're eating roughly the same type of meals every day, maybe you just track a few days a week to just make sure, okay, these days, Monday, um, Wednesday, Friday, I'm in a surplus. And then you just kind of repeat eating those same things in those same portion sizes, Tuesday, Thursday, maybe Saturday, Sunday. And that way you're ensuring that you're in a calorie surplus three days out of the week. But the other three to four days, you're eating the same thing, so you're probably in a calorie surplus, but you're just not necessarily tracking it. And you can do the same thing with a calorie deficit and a fat loss phase too once you get super, you know, once you get more advanced and get more experienced. You can track your food maybe three or four days out of the week, make sure you're deficit in a deficit those three to four days. And then those other three to four days that you're not tracking, just mimic the same meals. Now, you still want to make sure you're in a deficit those other three to four days. You don't want to erase that calorie deficit if you're trying to lose fat during that process. But you can repeat the same days. Can you do this as a beginner? Yeah, but it's probably going to be harder to maintain you know, that same level of detail on those days you don't track versus the days you do track, which is why that method I kind of... Um, recommend for somebody like more experienced to do that, to track, you know, half the week and then the other half of the week um, not track. Now, something else, um, going back to that first example of the person who maybe they don't want to, maybe you don't want to go through a purposeful building phase. Maybe you don't want to go through, um, you know, fat loss phases after that. You just want to get to your goal weight, get to your goal body composition, get a body that you feel confident in, and then just maintain it from there. If you're that person, um, you may be able to transition away from tracking and then never track your food ever again. And the way you would go about doing that in a very just general, simple sense is let's say right now, you know, or throughout your fat loss journey, your weight loss journey, you've been uh, tracking your food seven days a week. Maybe you scale that back to just six days and you track six days and one day you don't track, but you try to maintain those similar habits. And let's say you do that for maybe, maybe one to two months, you track just six days a week after those one to two months. Now you scale that back to tracking five days and you have two days that are not tracked and you're more intuitively eating, you should say, or I could say, um, uh, I know a, a lot of people have very specific definitions of intuitive eating. I'm using this as more mindful eating, I guess I should say, but you have five days where you are, uh, tracking, and then you have two days where you're kind of mimicking the same patterns, mimicking the same habits and more mindfully eating. And then you do that for one to two months and then you go to four days and you do that for one to two months and then you go to three days, then you do that for one to two months and so on and so on to where you're not tracking at all. And another thing you could do is some of these days that you, if you feel a little uneasy about going an entire day without tracking because you've been tracking for so long to keep yourself on point, you could just track maybe half the day or track breakfast and lunch make sure you have roughly, you know, a good amount of calories for dinner, kind of roughly in your head, get an idea of what calories or what calories for dinner would be like, but then just not put it in my fitness pal and not actually track it. And that's a good like stepping stone to not tracking for the entire day is to track maybe half of the day or two thirds of the day and leave the rest of that period kind of open 
to where you're mindfully eating and then you can kind of scale back and maybe, you know, instead of tracking two meals on that day, you just track one and then you scale back to zero. So if you're feeling comfortable automatically making one entire day not tracking, you can kind of scale back that way. But let's say you've done all that and you've gotten to the point over this long period of time where you are not tracking your food at all any of the days of the week and you're just eating mindfully and intuitively um, you know, uh, for the foreseeable future. You can always have the option to go back to tracking on any given day that you want. Um, so let's say, you know, you, um, stop tracking because you reached your goal weight, your goal body composition. And it turns out it's like, you know, we're getting into November, maybe even December. We're getting into all these, you know, kind of quote unquote temptations or these sweets, these treats, these cookies, all that kind of stuff. And you find yourself kind of, I wouldn't say slipping up. I don't like that terminology, but you find yourself kind of straying away from those normal habits that you had before. And you find yourself maybe, you know, indulging a little bit more in sweets, you know, not eating as much protein as you normally would. You find yourself just feeling hungrier for and craving those kinds of foods. And you find yourself maybe even feeling a little bit bigger or a little bit more bloated, tight. The pants are feeling a little bit tighter, maybe a little bit more sluggish. Digestion is kind of off and just you're straying away from those really good habits that you established through those um, time periods you were tracking and time periods you even stepped away from tracking and were eating mindfully. A really good kind of tool in your tool belt then is to go back to tracking and go back to tracking your food, maybe for a day, maybe for a couple of days, just to kind of see what your intake is like now. And you might find, oh, like I'm actually starting to overeat calories a little bit too much. I'm starting to under eat protein a little bit too much. Let me get back to tracking maybe for a week, maybe two weeks and um, just start making sure that my, your calories are kind of in check, making sure your protein is kind of in check and you're not straying too far away from those habits and you get back to those habits that you had before. And then you do that for, like I said, maybe one to two weeks. And then once you do that for one to two weeks, maybe those habits are reestablished and then you can start tracking or stepping away from tracking again. So this tracking, this food thing, I find a lot of people like kind of get in this mentality of, Oh, like, okay, I'm tracking my food. I'm on a diet or, um, I'm not tracking my food. I'm done with my diet, but there's gray area and there should be gray area. It shouldn't be an on or off switch that you're flipping. It should be a tool in your tool belt that you've developed. You know, if you've ever tracked before to where you could always go back to it, almost like a self audit, I like to say. So you're kind of auditing your food choices to seeing if, okay, am I really fueling myself appropriately? Whether that's making sure you're eating enough, because I know that's another big thing that people struggle with, especially a lot of the women that I work with is when they're not tracking their food, sometimes they, um, or a lot of times they tend to really under eat on things, under eat on calories, under eat on protein. So the tracking isn't always a tool to just go back to when you feel like you're gaining body fat or feel like you're eating too much. It's a tool to go back to even when you feel like you're maybe not eating enough. Maybe your workouts are really suffering. You're feeling more tired than usual. Your sleep isn't great. Um, you feel like you're not recovering from your workouts as well. Like go back to tracking and you might find that you're actually under eating now and you need to be eating more. Um, and you kind of straight away from, you know, all the good nutrition and nutrients you were getting in before. So use it as a tool to like when you're a beginner and you need that tool more often, 
use it more often. But once you get more experienced, you might not need the tool more often or as often, but you can always, um, you can always come back to it. It's almost like, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head, um, as far as a tool to use. Um, but, uh, yeah, trying to think of one, let's just say like a tape measure, right? When you're a beginner, um, let's say you're a carpenter or something. When you're a beginner carpenter, <laughs> this might be a terrible example because I'm not an expert in carpentry. If that's even how you say that word. Um, but let's say you're a beginner and you're a carpenter and probably when you're a beginner and you're first starting out, you're probably using the tape measure for literally everything. Double checking that tape measure, you know, multiple times before you like do anything. But as you get more advanced, you probably still use a tape measure to double check things, which is probably a good idea, but you probably could look at like, I don't know, a piece of wood or whatever it is. And in your head kind of guess, okay, that's six and a half inches or that's seven inches long and be really close. But when you were a beginner, you probably were way off. You probably thought, you know, 10 inches was actually seven inches. Um, but as you get more experience, you don't need that tool as often. It's the same thing with tracking is when you're a beginner, you probably need that tool a lot more just to double check and make sure you're on the right path with everything, whether it's maintaining your weight or, you know, losing weight or losing body fat or, um, gaining muscle, you know, being in a purposeful surplus. But as you get more experience, you don't need that tool as often. Um, and then kind of a last variable that I want to talk about, which a lot of people don't talk about this, um, is, you know, if you're somebody who has struggled with your weight and like really being overweight, um, for a long period of your life, you probably are more likely to need to revert back to tracking more often than somebody who maybe you never were really that overweight, but you tracked to maybe lose like 10 pounds or so. Um, person, the second person I mentioned who just lost about 10, lost about 10 pounds, they might not have to go back to tracking food really at all and still maintain a healthy weight. But if you're somebody who's lost, you know, you were overweight by, you know, maybe even up to 100 pounds for a long period of time or overweight by 50 or 60 pounds and you lost that 50 or 60 pounds, you might have to use that tool of tracking more often and at some point, maybe for most of the rest of your life, not always, not forever, and not saying you have to track seven days a week, but you might have to, you know, track your food, maybe once every couple of months, maybe once every uh, month, maybe once every few months for, you know, a couple of days or a few weeks, just to make sure that you're staying where you um, kind of need to be. Because, and this might ruffle some feathers, but there's this kind of mentality or this idea in the fitness industry where obesity comes down to simply discipline and habits and behaviors. And so much of it does. So much of obesity does come down to, um, I wouldn't even say discipline as much, but just behaviors, habits, learned behaviors that you've learned throughout your childhood, throughout your whole entire life, but also discipline too. Those are all variables when it comes to, uh, you know, being overweight or, um, uh, you know, having obesity, but there are legit, like genetic biological drivers to obesity, to where some people, their brains are wired because of genetics and all this stuff to just like crave more food or crave higher calorie foods to crave high, um, high energy density foods. 
there are legit genetic biological drivers behind this. And those people who genetically have that kind of wired in their brain, they will be more likely to be at risk to overeat in any scenario compared to somebody else who's maybe naturally just been lean or leaner their whole entire life uh, because of their genetics and biological drivers. Um, like it's it's just a fact. Like some people will always have this kind of craving to eat a little bit more food than the person next to them. Like I'm sure we've all had people in our lives where like you sit down and I literally can think of friends right now where we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings um, almost every Thursday back in high school. And because uh, Thursday was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was like 50 cent boneless wing night or something, something like that. But we would go there every Thursday night and uh, I would have friends like next to me who they would order the same thing. We would order, I don't know, let's say 12 boneless wings. I would be able to eat my whole entire portion no problem. Probably be hungry after. But the person next to me would eat maybe five or six and they'd be pretty full and stop. Or they'd eat maybe eight and be pretty full. And like we're both eating the same food. Like we could get the same flavor, the same portion size, everything. But I'm able to eat so much more. And is it because, you know, this other friend was just like disciplined and was like, you know what? It's not healthy for me to eat all 12 wings. I'm going to eat eight and said, no, like that's not what was going on. It was just he, his body, his brain was sensing fullness quicker than me. And there are, you know, other um, variables that could come into play too, like psychological factors around just like, you know, if he was taught that he didn't have to finish his plate and I was taught that I had to finish my plate. But it is clear through through science that there is some genetic component of, you know, how full, like, food in general makes one person feel versus the next. And there is some variability behind that. So if you're somebody who, um, you know, has struggled with obesity because of those genetic um, uh, variables. Now, there are some people who do struggle with obesity where it's all behaviors, lifestyle, um, learned behavior, all that. And they don't even really have those genetic drivers. It's just their environment and, you know, their habits and choices and everything that have gotten them there. But to the people who do have those kind of genetic drivers to um, typically overeat more often, you might have to just do a self-check a little bit more often with pulling out my fitness pal and tracking your food. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to do it seven days a week. Doesn't mean you have to do it for the rest of your life. Doesn't mean you have to do it every single week. You can do it um, maybe you know one day, like I said, every month, one day, every couple of months. Do it as needed. But it might be a tool you have to come back to a little bit more often than somebody who has relatively maintained a healthy body weight their whole entire life and they just tracked to maybe, you know, get a little bit more toned for the beach. But in general, like they naturally just kind of eat a healthy amount of food for their bodies um, from the from the start. So um, hopefully this all, all made sense as far as what factors to consider. But when it comes to tracking your food for the rest of your life, you don't have to do it. If you're somebody who you have specific goals of like continuously improving your physique and purposely building muscle, purposely going through fat loss phases to cut afterwards, you probably will have to track your food a little bit more often, you know, going forward. If you're somebody who um, also, you know, has struggled with uh, obesity for a large portion of your life and you have a tendency to overeat a little bit more often, then having that tool in your tool belt to come back to, um, 
you know, it's probably a good thing to come back to it. Not every day, like I said, not, you know, every couple of weeks even, but maybe every few months just to double check to make sure you're kind of on check. And also too, if you're somebody who tends to undereat, right? There's some people who tend to undereat. Having that tool in your tool belt is very, very valuable uh, to have too. So hopefully um, this was helpful. Hopefully this all made sense. Um, let me know if you have any questions. DM me on Instagram, Facebook, whenever, if you have any um, like specific questions on you know this episode. But uh, appreciate you all. And uh, I will see you guys in the next one.